Ladies and gentlemen, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. I'm your host, Cale Nguyen, and today on the show, we got Isaac Maring. Is it Maring? Yep, Maring. Oh, all right, perfect. And uh, he just actually stopped his lawn care business this spring. However, I really wanted to have him on after I saw his YouTube channel and his Instagram, which we will link below. Um, he was doing lawn care for two, then it was like going on three years. He actually built up a decent sized business and he was crushing it. And uh, he actually made the transition into real estate uh, at 18. So that's kind of crazy. And we're I'm I'm definitely interested in hearing his perspective on it and uh, getting his advice and opinions on some stuff. But uh, Isaac, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm always open to going on other people's podcasts and sharing my knowledge and sharing my experiences. Uh, I love helping out even younger guys. So it's cool to see another younger guy interested in, you know, lawn care and real estate. Um, so I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah, for sure. So, um, do you want to tell us, give us a little bit of the stats, uh, for your lawn care business? I know it, you shut it down in the spring to uh, pursue real estate a little bit more, which we'll get to in a, in a second, but, um, what, what did it look like? How many, how many clients did you have? What kind of equipment did you have employees? How many did you have? What, what did that all look like? Sure thing. So, um, actually I, I didn't like do lawn care for, you know, all in for like a long time. Um, I kind of mowed a few lawns here and there, like probably since, I don't know, like middle school time, I would say. But when I turned 16, I kind of went all in. I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I created, you know, my business name, website, and, you know, got my email set up, started making my logos and designs, whatever. Um, so within like the next year, we ended up growing already to like 30 customers which to me like I didn't do any paid marketing or anything it was all like referrals and we also had a local front porch forum that we kind of just posted on and um it wasn't like to me it was like super easy honestly uh just because of kind of the networking aspect is I got like a few loans from an investor that I, I already knew who actually gave me another couple lawns from another investor in the area. So, um, yeah, we, we had about 30, 30 accounts, I would say roughly, you know, plus or minus, um, here and there throughout the season. Um, on the equipment side, I started out when like my first year, I just had my 2009, uh, Sierra. Um, and we didn't even have a trailer. I had my comp cadet 42 inch lawnmower and we, had to have ramps to get it up into the bed. And I literally, we, we kind of put it in like a puzzle. We had the push mower leaning up on the side and, you know, we got the weed whacker and um, I, I put my leaf blower in the back seat of my truck. So it was, it was interesting um, when we were just starting, like it, it, <laughs> it was hard to even unload sometimes in certain areas because you, you're going to have ramps that, you know kind of you were hoping to find an incline to get out the uh, mower um because sometimes if it was too steep you know you couldn't unload it and the deck got caught on the ramps so that was always fun <laughs> in the beginning um so eventually like i you know that that first fall when i started i guess i got my first trailer after we saved up enough money and then so the next year we kind of started kicking things off i got a new zero turn oh not new it was like a 400 dollar Turo zero turn that you know was like okay this will make things so much more efficient we'll have a trailer a zero turn so we started kicking things off in the spring of last year 
And then, you know, about, I think halfway through the season. Yeah. I think it was like July. I ended up getting a new, like it was pretty much a brand new, like I think it was used for less than a year. Um, a new Toro Titan max 60 inch deck commercial mower. So that was like, crazy to me because I never had like a really nice mower and then mm -hmm. going from we had to load things into the bed of my truck with a ramp and then already the next summer we had a trailer and you know it made everything easier to unload and reload and you know sometimes I think I got a little bit complacent and then when I really looked back I was like wow like last year it was so hard to even unload equipment but now we literally just pull up unload it and then get the job done real quick with a our 60 inch commercial mower versus our 42 inch cup kit mower which is just a rider and we all know like how zero turns are so much more efficient than you know rider so it was it was kind of crazy the growth i had and um how many guys did you have working for you i actually had one partner um from the beginning i actually had a friend i was like dude i want to do this lawn care thing like would you be interested in like we can kind of do it together and we'll just go right into it because i knew since the beginning that it's harder to do it alone um through for everything like you know if anything goes wrong then it's easier to have two guys to help fix the problem and it's always good to have one on weed whacker and one mowing and it makes everything so much more efficient um even for like bigger jobs we had uh, when we you know did leaf cleanups and um weed whacking we, that's like actually how i think we grew our client base so well is because nobody else wanted to do those in our area nobody wanted like weed whacking i mean it sucks mm -hmm. you know, it's harder work and then leaf cleanups um we did a lot so yeah i had uh, one guy um pretty much actually throughout the whole thing uh, i almost hired a third guy for a few jobs and you know that was towards the end of the year last year um, but I just really wasn't big enough to have three guys yet either. Yeah. So where did you get the money to buy? You said you started out with like a, a GMC Sierra. Where did you get the money to buy that in the first place? Um, so I've always worked really like I've always been kind of a hustler, always been trying to make money since I was just a little boy. And, um, uh, I think, I mean, I've always done like yard work, always tried buying and selling stuff. And, um, I paid like 3,600 for that truck, I think. So, um, I remember I sold my dirt bike that I bought in middle school for about a thousand. So I've always like saved away my money. I never liked spending it. I've always been frugal. So I, you know, over the years just saved up enough money, got that truck. After I got that truck, um, it also helped me flipping side because I started flipping lawnmowers as well, um, that was kind of right before or right in the exchange of flipping lawnmowers and uh, starting my lawn care stuff. Cause it, you know, I got like, you know, two to $400 profit on each lawnmower, which was good at that time. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, How long would it take for you to flip a lawnmower? Longer than it should have. <laughs> um, there was always issues like for some reason, like starters and electrical just hated me that was the, always the issues on these things mm -hmm. so i always had to get like starters i just put air filters in them cleaned them up real nice i mean the mowers i got weren't like um, badly damaged you know motor wise i always mm -hmm. wanted like good bones in my stuff and mm -hmm. found good deals where people just wanted to get rid of them and 
didn't want to like clean them up and make them look nice. Yeah, gotcha. And so can you share with us some basic like overall like revenue numbers uh, for the lawn care business whenever you were you were operating it? Yeah, so I think let me actually check here on my screen. I might have it. I, I don't remember like off the top of my head. Um, so revenue wise, I'm looking right here in 2021. So the last year we brought in around 22,000 in revenue. Um, and this is between like our normal cuttings every week, but I think we did a really good job on maximizing our value per customer by, you know, pulling in, you know, yard cleanups, we did seating, we didn't, you know, you know, lawn repair stuff. Um, we also did like other side jobs for our customers because usually like if they need mowing, they also need, you know, a bunch of other tasks around the, um, you know, outdoors space. Like we stacked wood for people. Um, so you're just doing do? anything you could to, to make a couple bucks. Right. Because like I always like, like, oh, sure. I mean, I, I have the time. Why not just work, make this money. And then I always just took that money, reinvested it into the business, even though it wasn't like lawn care mowing related, maybe, but it was just, you know, a job that I could do and we made good money on it. And some of those jobs where it was like, you know, I really didn't want to do them. So I know a lot of contractors do this too. It's like, you give them a high estimate and then they still like want to hire you. And I'm like, okay, I guess I just have to do it now. <laughs> Cause <Yeah. laughs> like, I mean, I can't turn this away cause I gave them kind of a high price for this yeah. and i was like all right that's crazy so how did you transition to now where you're actually a real estate investor i know you uh you're working on you just finished up a couple of deals and uh looking for the next looking for the next deal looking to do a little bit more content on instagram and youtube and stuff like that so how did you how did you go from the lawn care stuff in into the real estate yeah so it was kind of a smooth transition anyways um because on the back end, like I had my lawn care stuff, I was always, you know, I wasn't just doing lawn care as well. Like I worked with an electrician. I had, I worked at a tree farm. I, I worked with this other lady doing yard work, which I didn't kind of include with my business because I worked for her like for longer. And I always did various amounts of work around the house. Like I was just kind of her handyman and um, outside care guy. Um, so I was always working a ton of jobs and then I was also interested in real estate since a young age and investing and saving money. So, you know, I really think the the main reason I got into real estate was like social media. It like really triggered my mind. Like, yeah, I want to do, you know, real estate investing. I want to, or be an agent at that time. I was, I was super stuck on, I'm going to get my license to, you know, sell real estate when I turned 18 and, um, you know, social media pushed me down the path of like learning how to flip, how to wholesale and start doing that business model. So last year, you know, I was pretty successful in the lawn care side, but I also had plenty of time kind of, well, not plenty, but I still had a good amount of time to, you know, learn real estate and start net networking with other investors um, to really get in the game and understand what a deal looks like. So by the time, you know, I think we wrapped up, you know, the season and then I was like, okay, I'm going to really find a wholesale deal this year. And I ended up going to a networking event last, um, 
was September and uh, I ended up, you know, JVing on, with another wholesaler and I wholesaled the property and made 10 G's last year. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Cause yeah. in my um, long care accounting sheet, uh, even though I brought in like $22,000, uh, I only paid myself like 6,000 because I treated myself like an employee. Um, and then you have the business profits, you know, I treat it like an S corp uh, mm -hmm. way. So I'm, I, I looked at that. I'm like, I paid myself $6,000 from this, for my business for the entire summer, the entire year of working like various jobs, but I made 10 G's from one wholesale deal that took me, you know, you could even include the networking time. So I went down to Maryland you could call it like, you know, three days of work. And then, you know, the time I uh, followed up with this other wholesaler, like it was honestly less than a week's worth of work. And I made 10 G's. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like really comparing that. And I'm like, why not just spend all my time going all in on real estate where I can do one deal a month and make way more than I can in lawn care. Even if I decided I wanted to go on in lawn care, we double our numbers. There's no way it would reach the amount of volume that I could do with real estate. Um, even with like a couple of deals wholesaling, like it's going to surpass my lawn care numbers. <laughs> so, yeah. so it made it super easy for that transition. Well, not easy. Um, it made my decision like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Um, so the beginning of this year, I was like, I, I got to cut ties with lawn care. You got to open up my time because like, it's hard to run multiple different businesses, especially when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. Like you can ask any successful entrepreneur, even like, you know, billionaires would tell you, like, focus on one thing. Like, don't have five different business models or different businesses, like focus on one, choose one. So I kind of took that in. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do multiple um, I got to just choose one and real estate was the way it was. It was more long-term for me. I knew in five years I was going to want to be, you know, maybe an agent or, you know, an investor flipping houses anyways. So why not just start now, go all in and, and try to, you know, learn as much as I can, even if I'm not going to make a lot of money or I'm going to, you know, kind of get set back where, you know, I was doing, being very successful in the lawn care space. I had consistent like cash flow every week, whereas now I'm not going to make any money. But it's just kind of the sacrifice I had to make to really, um, really uh, prepare myself for my future. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, uh, so what what is the what is the future for you? What are what are some goals of yours? What do you plan on doing with uh, with the real estate in the future? So, you know, there's so much time ahead of me. Like, especially when I'm hanging around these other guys who are 30, 40 in real estate, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're." 17, 18 doing deals in real estate. That's crazy. Why, why didn't I do deals when I was that young? Yeah. So for me, it's like, I have the potential to grow to the extent of, and if anybody knows here, Grant Cardone, like he buys A-class properties, thousands of units. He's, you know, I, I think he's worth like four to $8 billion right now. So I'm like looking at him and seeing how he really didn't start hitting his trajectory until he was, I think like 40 to 50. Um, so I'm like, wow, I have the potential to buy these A-class commercial properties, you know, by the time before I'm even his age. Um, so like, like that's really long-term. I think if we looked at like the next five to 10 years, I want to, um, you know, grow 
a successful flipping and wholesaling company so that we're doing, you know, consistent deals, probably making, we'll see, but, you know, at least five to 10 mil a year, I think in revenue, I think I'd want to hit. And then, um, you know, from that, like you can go grow from, go do anything. Like you have consistent lead flow in the real estate space. You can take down deals to grow wealth and keep those properties um, for the long term. And then also you have such a big network anyways, once you're at that level where you could start getting into these bigger commercial properties, you know, buying hundred unit plus properties. So that's kind of where I see myself five to 10 years. I'm buying these, you know, maybe hundred unit properties, raising a lot of capital, um, you know, doing deals with the other big guys too. Mm -hmm. So are you looking to go into like real estate fund space? Where's that? Like, or are you going to just do like syndications? What's, what's the goal with that? Yeah. So probably, um, you know, I've even like kind of learned a little bit more about the syndication space. I have a couple of buddies who are, you know, creating funds themselves and even my mentor and coach Ryan Pineda, he's, you know, he's got a lot of different businesses, but one of his is, you know, his Pineda capital raising capital and a, uh, um, take on accredited investors and take down these deals where they're, you know, looking at, you know, uh, like $5 million profit deals, uh, where they go in and add value to these commercial properties and then either refinance or exit out of them. So I could see myself in the same position and, um, you know, raising a ton of capital, having these syndications where I have to, you know, cause typically on those deals, like that's what you have to do. You have to create, um, a syndication or you have to just have a big, uh, audience of that has a lot of capital somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give to other young people who are looking, maybe, maybe not necessarily real estate, but even in lawn care, uh, as they're building their lawn care business and they're trying to see what they can do in the future and grow. Um, what, what kind of advice do you have for, for other young people doing that? Yeah. So, I mean, when you're young, like I would say, you know, if you're trying to grow your lawn care business, uh, I think it's always the typical things. Like for me, I always wanted the best work. Like I always tried to go above and beyond for my lawn care stuff. Um, I always treated my clients to the best. Uh, you know, I had, you know, good core values within myself, like naturally, where I always wanted to, you know, do the best for my clients. And um, really which, what helped me was kind of, I mentioned earlier where we're doing the extra cleanups and all that stuff. Like, do the stuff nobody else in your market is doing like everybody else who was mowing in my area. They just stuck to cutting grass because they didn't want to do the big weed whacking jobs. They didn't want to do the cleanups. Like it's a lot harder and it's, you know, not as quick and efficient as the mowing is. Um, so when I took on those jobs, I ended up getting more clients because they're like, Oh, you do that too. Well, I'll just have you do my mowing. Um, and it was, Actually, we did have like one client that was like that. We went door to door when we first started. We were we, we were door knocking from the beginning. And the first day we got this lady, she's like, actually, yeah, like I need my front yard cleaned up. I want this, uh, my garden cleaned out here. And that second, like when she asked us to um, do that, we literally when we were door to door, we're like, yeah, let's do that right now. <laughs> like we did it right then and there for her. So we already showed that, you know, we were hustling we were ready to go um and do work for her um we ended up doing a lot of yard cleanup stuff for her she had a guy who was already mowing and then the following year 
she decided to switch over to us because we were doing the, you know, extra stuff and the other guy wasn't. Yeah. And at first, like, she was super hesitant. Like, she didn't want to because she's like, oh, I had this guy mowing for years and years. And then I was able to convince her to switch over. So, like, really just do the things that nobody else is doing in your market and you'll <laughs> take over a bigger share because, um, you know, people will want that one service to go to that you will cover everything they need. Yeah, the one-stop shop. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, well, we'll wrap it up. Um, like I have the past couple times with the, the two words of wisdom, you got two things to to uh, impart on the listeners, two things that you've learned either in business or just in life in general um, that you want to you wanna share with the audience. Um, Man, um, got to think about this one. So two words of wisdom. I mean... I would assume like there's a lot of young entrepreneurs here. So really it's going to take a lot of time, depending on what any industry you go into, whether you want to grow out your lawn care stuff, whether you want to go into real estate, um, maybe you're not going to be as successful as I was like just starting for my lawn care stuff. It might take you a year or two before things start kicking off. Um, and from even my real estate side, like that's what I'm seeing. Like it took me, you know, months and months of trying to learn this stuff and really trying to find my deals before things are kind of starting to roll. Like they're not even kicked off yet, but you know, it takes a lot of time where you have to sacrifice making nothing, um, trying to go all in working day in, day out before you can kind of actually hit, you know, that trajectory. Um, and that's like all business in general. So if you think you can come in here into this business world and just kind of crush it from the beginning and, really you know take on you know the whole market share you might be i mean some people do you know you might be that guy but you know you got to be in it for the long haul you really got to see it um for the long haul i think and um you know when i was doing lawn care i actually wanted to do it longer than i you know i cut it off at like i was like oh yeah i'm gonna do this you know on the side even if i get my real estate license like I saw me trying to build a foundation in my business where I was going to keep growing and growing off, off of that um, just for me and, you know, my decisions for my own uh, life, uh, things kind of changed and shifted. And I was like, you know what, it just doesn't work for me anymore. And that's, you know, the other thing of adaptability where you have to figure out what works for your business and your stage, even if, you know, your plans were to, you know, stay in business for longer or, um, even provide this service, uh, you might have to cut out some of your services to grow your business to where it needs to go. Uh, you might have to tighten up your box of client base uh, where you won't take on clients that, you know, have the size of property or they're too far away, where in the beginning you might be trying to get everything you can. So you kind of got to adapt to the market, adapt to whatever, you know, was coming. Um because that's the only way to kind of grow. Uh, so if you're going into business and you're young, like, I guess, focus on, you know, growing it out for the long term and then be always willing to adapt, even if your goals at one point were, you know, something different. Because I think that's something we also struggle with when we're all very persistent and we're stuck on like, we want to hit that certain goal. We don't want to like change our goal and change our path but sometimes you just have to and you'll come out so much better in the end. Like even if you have to take a step back and, you know, 
not make as much or make less uh, of, you know, how much you think you could have if you stayed doing what you were doing. But when um, when you take that step back, then uh, you can really see where your business is at and then really start scaling it. All right, man. Well, I, I appreciate it. Those are some, uh, so those are some, that uh, some food for, for thought for sure. Um, thank you for coming on. I'm sure, uh, in no time you'll be the, the, the celebrity and, and nobody will be able to get you on their podcast, but, uh, <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate you being on and, uh, best of luck to you and your real estate, uh, ventures. Thanks for the advice today. And, uh, we'll catch you soon guys. If you have not already, be sure to follow the podcast, leave us a five-star review it always helps. Um, and we are also, on YouTube, Instagram, we're all over the place. There's links down below. There's also going to be links to Isaac's socials down below too. So be sure to go check him out. Thank you guys so much. And we will catch you on the next episode.